Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Brian, it seems you and I finally have a chance to speak after weeks and weeks and weeks. Morning, Brian yeah, Hirsch. Good morning to you, Kathy. Good to hear your voice. I can tell you, where have you been and what's been happening? Who's been taking my, my slots? I mean, it's uh, three or four times my slots been taken and uh, what can I do? I know. Um, I think we've just had such a crazy time. Yeah, you know, I understand relegation. So, you know, I understand we might be relegation. I just accept these things. Uh, you, what, what, you, what you should really be blaming is the news cycle in, in this country because often, you know, we've had so many different live events and we've got so much happening at any given time, Brian. It's yeah. been crazy. And it's, great but... our, and it's great our station takes these programs. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Like today, compared, if you think back 10, 15 years, everyone was in the dark. Now it's all there out in the open. And Absolutely. Uh, people can make Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, you know, it's part of the public mandate. And, you know, you've got to give people the news so that they hear it for themselves and they form their own opinions about it. So, Brian, today we're going back and uh, focusing on the financial plan and having a solid financial plan for um, our families. Yeah, well, Kathy, you know, uh, you know, the sort of questions I get regularly is people say to me, I have an investment falling due or a policy that's matured, what should I do? How can I earn more interest on my investments without taking risks? Mm. Do I have sufficient life cover? Should I be invested offshore or onshore? Um, if you create wealth in your life, then, then you know, what do I do with it? So all these different questions come, and I've always said, and I say this again to our listeners, who sometimes call in, sometimes send the message. You can never ask a stupid question because there are so many, you, you know, the, the field of business you're in, I mean, if I was in industries, if I was in manufacture, I would be asking such stupid questions, which they wouldn't be stupid because yeah, I don't have that knowledge. So I say you can never ask a stupid question on this program. You can only get a stupid answer. But I just want to put the steps back in place. I want to do this in two segments. The first is I want to just put the steps back When you're asking these questions, you need to understand there are certain things that you need to have in place in a solid financial plan. And next week I want to do is how how do you stick to a basic plan and what do you have to do to make sure that you stick to the plan? So let me first deal with the things that are important. There are two components in, 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 in the life, in the investment world. The first is what we call maintaining lifestyles and protecting families in the event of premature death or disability. And the second is creation of wealth and retention of wealth. And it's very re- relative because to, to someone who doesn't have much money, 100000 is a fortune. And to someone who's got fortunes of money, maybe millions mean nothing. If you think of the Bill Gates and all those type of people around the world and Warren Buffett. But the first I've always said is protecting your family. You do that by way of life insurance. So the first component of a family plan and a family jigsaw puzzle is putting life insurance in place to ensure the family's needs are met in the event of premature death. And one needs to assess, as I've said, all debts, including those that will be incurred for future schooling. The second is ensuring a continuation of income. People forget about 
that medical aid will only cover hospital procedures, but where will the income come from if you cannot work permanently or you have to change your job? And I can't tell you the number of people who are, have not been able to carry on working and, and many companies and, and individuals do not have protection in the event of protecting that. The third is what we call living, living too long, and that is with improvements in medical technology, even with unhealthy ge genetics, people are living so much longer. Uh, and this means that the retirement funding must last much longer. So if you take someone who's saving for 30 years before they retire, and then they retire, and they now retired for 30 years, that money they saved has got to now last them, and they've got to take into account inflation, longevity, and often behavior. What do they do that they shouldn't be doing, like spending money unnecessarily? Then you've got to always take into account tax. Everything we do, you earn a salary, you pay tax. You save the money in an interest-bearing account, you pay tax. You then make an investments and you make capital gains and you pay CGT. And then you die. And then you pay maybe state duty. So you've got to always have a look at where tax plays a role. And then even equally as important is inflation. Because whatever we need today, we'll need much more in the years to come. And so what one needs to review cover regularly and increase savings. Then what about joint income families? It's not good enough for just one spouse to be planning ahead for all life's eventualities. Both spouses should have their own complementary investments and retirement plans. Very important. Then what about asset diversification? You can't have everything. I'm looking at a portfolio at the, in, at the moment. This particular individual's got quite a lot of money, quite a lot of different investments. They're all the same. They're all bank accounts and all money market accounts. No diversification. So your personal time horizon will determine, and then you need to look at geographical diversification. It's not all about in South Africa. And investing offshore in the Apples and the Amazons and the Teslas and, and, and companies that we, we don't have here in South Africa is not, um, is not just loyal to South Africa. It's, it's prudent investment because we only make up 1% of global GDP. So if you're investing everything in South Africa, you are investing in 1% of world opportunities. So asset and geographical diversification gives you that time. And next week, I will talk, we'll talk about some of the things of what do you need to do to make sure that this financial plan that you put in place, you've done all the steps, but now how do you manage that going forward? Mm. Brian, you're talking about the need to diversify one's portfolio when it comes to investment. And I think that in many ways, um, that is something that could well be inaccessible to a lot of people in the country. So using the same principles, how can I still make sure that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting my money in in, in in places where it can grow and, and, and work for me, even though I might not be at a point where I feel like I can invest in, in, in offshore accounts or or, or, or rather in in, 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 in in shares offshore. Kathy, diversification today, there are over two thousand unit trusts. There there are many Satrix funds, there are many Signia funds, and you can be completely diversified in every asset class. 
You can be in income funds, you can be in bond funds, you can be in property funds, you can be in equity funds. Your equity funds can be local, they can be offshore. Your equity funds can be different segments. You can be in banking, you can be in resources. So you can do it all through the unit trust industry. Could you say, for people who don't have much money, how do they do diversification? Diversification is prudent. You know, people who, I've got a particular individual at the moment, listen to this, he's got a business, he owns a property, his business has now got into trouble, and he rents, he rents the space in the building that he owns for the business. So now his business is in trouble, the business is going to close, he now doesn't have a tenant, he's got pension funds and life covered through the company, so he's got everything in the company that you'd expect, but now that the business is in trouble, how's he get, where's the rent going to come? How's he going to pay the bond on the building? And, where's the, the, and the company can't afford any longer to pay salaries. It's going to retrench staff, and it's, and it's going to not be able to pay the life cover and the pension benefits. All stuck. If he had those all separately, he would not be in this situation. And this happens many times. People do not diversify out of their business. They do not diversify out of the different asset classes, and they do not diversify geographically. You can do it very simply through the unit trust industry, and I mentioned also the word Satrix and Signia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a question coming through on our WhatsApp line, and our, our uh, listener is asking you to comment on the OVEX arbitrage service. I think, um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, he says he heard about it on the business slot with Fifi Peters and, and he's interested at looking into it. Well, what do you know about well, it, Brian? No, nothing about it. Okay. And uh, I know the word arbitrage. Arbitrage is the ability to make an investment. For example, people overseas, why they buy our government bonds, they borrow at 1% or 2%. They hedge the currency because if you borrow in a foreign currency and you put it into rand, you've got to be careful that it, when you take it out that the rand hasn't depreciated. So they put it into the South African market, they hedge against the rand, and then they get 8 or 9%. So it's costing 5% and they're now getting 9%. That's arbitrage. That's arbitrage can be done with anything, with commodities. You can find bananas in one country selling cheaply and, and, and bananas selling in another, buying, people buying them more expensively, and that's the arbitrage. But you'd have to send me that, because I don't know exactly what he's talking about, and when we give my number out at the end, he can just put a message in and I'll call him. And if I think it's of interest to our listeners, mm-hmm. I'll certainly report back next week. Okay, all right, no problem. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Brian. I'll also be taking your calls and your messages for Brian Hirsch, uh, the number to dial 011-714-2006. You can ask him specific questions about the financial plan that he has been speaking about on the WhatsApp line. You can send those messages to 0614-104-107. And on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio. The hashtag there is uh, hashtag SAFM uh, talking point. So I'll be taking those calls and those WhatsApp voice notes in a moment. For now, let's take a quick break. Hashtag SAFM talking point. We continue the conversation on the talking point and we're talking finance uh, with Brian Hirsch. We've got some WhatsApp voice notes coming through for Brian. Uh, so, Brian, just listen in and you can respond after uh, we've played the voice note. People buying in more expensive 
Hello, Brian. Can we trust Bitcoin? Bitcoin seems to be another thing which a lot of people are interested in. Thank you. Hello, Brian. Can we trust Bitcoin? Bitcoin seems to be another thing which a lot of people are interested in. Thank you. Hi, Hi Brian. Kathy. Sorry, sorry, guys. Brian, you can respond to that question and we'll play I the, the next. I'm, so, I'm, so really, he's, I'm really sorry. I he's he's asking about Bitcoin. He says, can we trust Bitcoin? Kathy, you know, the, uh, people are the geniuses of fools. And I, unfortunately, have to admit I'm a fool when it comes to Bitcoin. I've seen it go up. I've seen it come down. I've seen it go up. It came down again. It's gone up again. Look, it's a very complicated cryptocurrencies. There's a belief that you can't trust currencies. You can't trust the dollar, the rand, the pound, the yen, but you can trust Bitcoin. I don't understand it because I understand that central banks issue currencies and I feel more comfortable knowing that my, what a currency is about. But people believe in it and I don't know enough about it, so I'm not going to make any comment. I can tell you lots of people have lost money, money on it, but the early one, people who got in early and the people who speculate have made a lot of money. There are lots of cryptocurrency. It's not just Bitcoin. There's about 25 of them you could look at. There's the blockchain, how they mined. You, you need to read up it and you need to make your own call on Bitcoin. I simply will stay away from Bitcoin because I don't know enough and I don't understand it. All right. All right. Thanks for that, Brian. It's 10.30. We'll continue with Brian Hirsch after this. And Musa has your latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue talking finance with Brian Hirsch and uh, today we've been looking at the financial plan. How do you put a solid financial plan in place? Bongani, you're calling us from Bumalanga. Good morning. Hello? Hi, Bongani. I'm here. Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Okay. Yes, Brian. Uh, good morning, Brian. I just want to, uh, uh, I'm not going to um, ask, my question is not about this uh, show today, but uh, I just want to uh, explain how it works on this pension that the government is promising us that 80% uh, on your on, on your on your pension fund or on your proven fund. Uh, the, the difficulties that I have with it is that if you get that portion of the money or the, that 80%, then you don't get it straight. Then they they give you as a loan. But this money is already there. Once it's saving, you have that hundred thousand. Let's make it example. You have that hundred thousand, you know, in your prune fund. Then you 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 take it thirty percent of it. Maybe let's say thirty thousand. Then that that hundred thousand is already there. So now how now it's possible that they give you as a loan? You have to repay backwards again. Well, well, let me make this comment. Uh, government uh, uh, they issued last week. Uh, I saw a note from National Treasury confirming the, the the following. And you need to understand, and all our listeners understand, government is engaging to allow pre-retirement withdrawals from pension and provident funds. But I'm going to repeat this: indications are that proposed legislation, and I repeat, pr- proposed. Could, could be on the table by the end of the year or early next year. And then I repeat this, and if finalized, it will only become effective next year. 
Uh, I understand individuals need to put food on the table, but I'm a bit puzzled because anyone who contributes to a pension or providence fund is working. And therefore, if they're working, they can't put food on the table. So I don't understand exactly what that is. But they have not decided on it yet, and it will be your money coming out of your pension fund, but we've got to wait to see exactly what the regulations are. Let me explain to you what the regulations are currently on pension funds. Pension funds have either arranged with the fund, and it's written into the rules of the fund, that the fund can advance money to members, for the purchase of property or the alterations and improvements to a property. But it has to be for the property and you have to show it for the property and then the fund can advance you against your withdrawal benefit. So they're not lending you money, they're lending you your own money. And you can also you you can also go to your bank, and if the pension fund has a relation has has got in that rule, then the bank may lend you money against the security of your withdrawal benefit. In other words, if you left the company, what would you leave and what would you withdraw? That's what you're allowed to do currently with pensions. What the plan is in the future, I do not know. What do I think of it? I think it's very dangerous. People are already not being able to retire comfortably. The state is looking after more and more people, and I don't know how they're going to police it, and I think it could be misused terribly, as so many things are in this country. But you've got to wait to hear more. There's no firm. It's purely under discussion. Oh, okay, thank you, Brian. Because my difficult... Oh. Yes, you can go ahead, Bongani. Yes, yes, uh, thanks. My difficulty, uh, Brian, is that, um, like in the housing, if you if they give you that access on that house, maybe you want to buy to, to, to buy a house or whatever, then you're going to pay it as a loan. That's that's my difficulty. Why they give you as a loan, even if that money is already there, is already saved by you. Yes, but but understand, it's they loaning you money from the fund. So on the one hand, you're going, to pay, you're going to pay for the loan, but on the other hand, they, let's, say, let's say you take 100000 out out of the fund. So you don't have 100000 in that fund, but that fund is still going to earn money. It's still going to grow within the fund depending on how it's been invested. So you can't expect you, other, fund, other pension fund members to... to um, uh, contribute to your loan. So they're going to charge you interest on the one hand, but on the other hand, you're going to earn the interest the fund achieves in any particular year. So it's very neutral today. If someone borrows for a home and they, they, they're going to pay back interest, but at the same time, they're going to earn interest. So it's, you know, if the fund interest is higher, then what you're paying, your benefit, if it's lower, you won't. You can't expect other members to subsidize uh, your loan for a property. So, it, okay. it's, 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 but, it's, but it's termed a loan. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks, okay. Bongani. Uh, <laughs> Bongani, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. Bongani out in Mpumalanga. Let me take one voice note. I think we can squeeze in one last voice note for Brian. Hi, Brian. Uh, we are speaking to Sibo. I just want to know my aunt, uh, she wants to open a Citrix account uh, to invest. But at the same time, she's getting a grant from Sasa.
So would that uh, opening an account with Cetrix would that um, um, impact on her negatively in terms of the Sansa of the Sansa of the Sasa grant? Please just advise if um, uh, she can do that, open the Cetrix account and still keep you know her Sasa grant. And also, what would that mean uh, in terms of the? tax implications thank you bye brian well i don't think there's any, any any conditions of what you have to do with the grant i think you can do it what with, with what you like so i don't think there's any negative implications whatsoever if she's taking this money and she can afford to save it in satrix uh, there are no tax implications as long as you go into uh, well you, you in the early stages you know we don't pay tax on interest until uh uh, 22,800 if you're under 65 and 33,500 if you're over 65. So there are no real tax implications, but go through, but go through what we call tax-free savings because any, everyone's allowed to contribute up to 36,000 rand a year where the interest earned in the fund, there's no capital gains tax, there's no dividends tax, there's no tax whatsoever. But, but to answer the question simply is... There's no negative whatsoever, and I don't think there's any problem. I don't think there's any provision in SASA. I may be wrong. Someone may phone up and say, I'm wrong, because I don't know. But I think if you're given a grant and you qualify for a grant, what you do with your money is up to you, and there are no negative implications. All right. Brian, thank you so much. I've got a question here from Malume Luando, which I think, uh, Brian, you can also just put on the list to answer for next week. Uh, Malume Luando wants to know what you think of the early retirement withdrawal that Dito Mboweni proposed and uh, you know I think this proposal will benefit the government more than it will been benefit the working class that's his view but uh, he'd like to know what do you think about it and perhaps if you can advise some of the listeners okay. on I, that yeah, as well I, yeah Kathy I commented on this morning just getting people to understand it's still in proposal there is no firm no one must think they can draw at this point in time other than what stands in the proactive month, and I'll deal with that next week. All right, no problem, Brian. Thank you so much, as always. Great being in conversation. And your number, Brian? 11 880 Please leave all your numbers, where you can be contacted, what part of the country you're in, and your question. Thanks, right. Kathy. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Brian. We'll chat again Bye. next week, Tuesday. All right, Brian Hirsch.